Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Today is Friday, which means it's an unofficial holiday. Yes, we have the holiday of Valentine's Day coming up, but this is its own special holiday. What holiday is that, you ask? It's new Nick Cage movie day. Of course, this holiday happens a couple times a year as he's the hardest working man in direct-to-video. Of course, I'm joking about that one. He does make a lot of bad films, however, there are some of his recent films that are actual good movies, such as Mandy or Color Out of Space. Both of those are actually really good. That's what brings me to this week's film. Nicolas Cage makes his return to the horror movie genre, and I honestly couldn't be happier. I think he and his acting style works well within horror. Of course, Mandy wasn't a straight-up horror film. Color Out of Space was more of a horror film than what Mandy actually was. Before I get too far into discussion, I think I should go ahead and announce the movie. Starring Nicolas Cage, this is the 2021 Kevin Lewis-directed Willy's Wonderland. As far as plot, this one is somewhat light on plot. You've seen it before. However, it's interpreted in a whole new way. So my actual plot synopsis of this one is Nicolas Cage is battling demonic animatronics. Of course, there's a little bit more to it than that. I am going to read what the synopsis on IMDb says. So here we go with the official IMDb plot synopsis. A quiet drifter is tricked into a janitorial job at the now-condemned Willie's Wonderland. The mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronics. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. So I think I was pretty on the money with my stripped-down plot synopsis of Nicolas Cage battles demonic animatronics. I mean, in reality, a lot of people are going to forget a lot of the plot points of this film. That is going to be what it is. People are going to say, oh yeah, that's that movie that Nicolas Cage, he battled those things from Chuck E. Cheese, or Five Nights at Freddy's, or from Showbiz Pizza. I am probably going to get into some spoilers here with this one, so if you didn't see it, you want to absolutely not be spoiled by it, then please, by all means, go and watch the movie. Just know it's a good one. It's fun. I had a great time with it. All right, so let's get into it. The first thing you're going to notice, or the first thing that leaped out to me, is that it's somewhat of a low-budget, medium-budget affair with direction that really tries hard to mimic that late 70s and 80s style feel with modern touches like quick cuts and fast zooms. A lot of the whoosh sounds to accommodate those fast zooms and cuts. I didn't really enjoy that part of the movie. I wish it would have been just standard. The movie really tries to put a lot of its own style into that type of feel. I totally get it. The movie quickly lets us know what it wants to be. So the direction and editing at the beginning of it, it was a bit distracting. It's never inept. It definitely has style. I just wish it would have been more standard and stock. As much as I'm complaining about the early feel of the film, how it felt at the beginning, by the end of it, it definitely sets up some really nice moments. I was surprised that we were treated to some almost visually stunning scenes. 
when Nicolas Cage's character of the janitor actually battles Willie at the end of the movie, it sets up an epic, ridiculous, but epic battle. As far as the casting of Nick Cage in the role of the janitor, I personally am totally fine with that. I myself am a fan. I am a Nick Cage apologist. I will pretty much watch anything he's in, even the really bad films. Here in Willy's Wonderland, he's a mute badass who pounds soda, a pop called Punch. Whether it's warm or cold, he's a good choice for this role. However, with him not saying a word throughout the entire movie, it makes me wonder how he tells the tow truck driver what he needs. Did he actually speak off screen? Since his character is always drinking soda, he drinks a lot of soda. It makes me wonder, does he have diabetes? Who knows? Am I thinking too much into it? Probably. Either way, we're getting a very unique performance from Nicolas Cage here. Again, his performances are always going to be different. You never know what you're going to get. You have a good idea. This one here allows him to act completely different and pretty much just emote his way, even if his performance is very non-emotional. You'll get what I mean by that when you actually check this one out, if you haven't done so already. One of the best compliments I can give this movie is that nothing is wasted time-wise. It never drags. It doesn't waste any time with showing us the movements of the animatronic inhabitants, such as an ostrich coming to life with Nicolas Cage getting to have his first badass freakout moment within the first 25 minutes. It leads into another quick encounter and dispatch. I honestly enjoyed the quick pace of the movie. It's only an hour and 28 minutes including credits, but they really used whatever they had in their budget for a very efficient movie. It's a movie that, honestly, it's built on a gag, but it maximizes everything efficiently. As I stated earlier, the movie knows exactly what it's trying to be. This is a movie that's supposed to be all-out fun. It knows this. It doesn't bog the whole thing down with trying to infuse it with a bunch of unnecessary elements, such as a love story or something like that. We're watching this movie to see Nicolas Cage kick Chuck E. Cheese showbiz pizza-style animatronics ass, and we get just that. Something else that impressed me with this one is that apparently Willy's Wonderland has one of the biggest air vents in any movie. Seriously, this thing was huge. I'm glad we get a film that brings back people crawling around in giant air vents. I think this is something that's been missing in movies. I also enjoyed the ridiculously awesome plot point in this film, and that's the fact that Willy's Wonderland was started up by a serial killer who employed other serial killers who then put their souls into the animatronics. Now the new owner is sacrificing people. Of course, this is all a part of the town's dark history. We also get an additional story beat that the whole town is in on it. So we have a whole town of people that are doing the bidding of these possessed by serial killer animatronics. Seriously. I honestly never thought that I would see something like this in a movie before. But here with Willy's Wonderland, you get that. And they actually went and sold it, in my opinion. One thing that I didn't care for initially were the teens. But throughout the movie, they wound up being alright. I wasn't sure if it was bad acting or campy acting. After a while, I realized it was bad acting that is campy acting. I eventually realized that it was giving me vibes of how the teens were in the Friday the 13th films, or maybe Night of the Demons. 
They're simply there for the body count. It's extremely reminiscent of those films. I love those movies, so it's all good. It works for this. Throughout the movie, we do have various gags. I think they're handled pretty well, such as when the janitor goes on break or how he's constantly changing out his shirt because it's getting dirty from the animatronic blood that is black because it's oil. While we're talking about that, we should say about the effects. I thought the effects were handled well. It looks like it's mostly practical with people in suits, maybe some light animatronics somewhere. I don't know. I think it's mostly people in suits. Either way, it looked good in the movie. I wish there would have been a little bit more blood and gore. It's an unrated film, so they really had a lot of leeway here, but it doesn't go into something truly disgusting or anything like that. I do think that the character of the janitor, you do have to admire his work ethic because he was there to do a job to clean up Willy's Wonderland. He does just that. The other surprise to me in this movie was the casting of Beth Grant. You may know her from a whole bunch of different movies or TV shows. She's been in a lot. The one that I remember her from is the movie Donnie Darko. In Donnie Darko, she's the parent that is always talking about sparkle motion and is the Bible thumper. Here, she plays the sheriff. She does an all right job, I guess. It's kind of funny hearing her give the dialogue the way she does because, again, the whole town is, you know, doing the bidding of these animatronic, demonic, possessed things. Either way, this was a film that really did not disappoint. I thought it was fun. It had elements of things like Child's Play, The Evil Dead. It really was a good time with a shut your brain off type of horror film. That's what I wanted from this one, and that's what I got. I think I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, go ahead and drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. If you need to catch up on past episodes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you do have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave me a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. Plus, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, be kind and good night.